Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, everybody. So, a new episode here going just after Thanksgiving. So, hope everybody's having a great Christmas season. Yes. We are excited to talk to you about a topic that we get asked about a lot. Yeah. And that is the passivity of men leading their families. Ah. So. Yes. We thought that we would do a podcast on why dads struggle with passivity and how moms can help. It's an actual condition that started a long time ago. So back in Genesis chapter three, <laughs> we'll get into it. But yes. this is a really important topic because uh, men leading in the home is one of the key indicators of fruitfulness in a legacy. And it is a huge, huge influence. Mm-hmm. So obviously women, <laughs> their influence in the home is a huge deal, too. But we're focusing on this for this episode. Yeah. So we just wanted to encourage you guys that this is a topic that might kind of push you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I hope so. And on the topic of comfort zones. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times, you know, I've even experienced this. I became a believer when I was 23. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a believer only one year before we got married, four months into our marriage. You were pregnant. Everything started happening fast. I was a new believer. And a dad. And a dad. And I was an entrepreneur and building something. It took a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. And so I I just remember, you know, putting all that effort and being willing many times in my career in my work life to break out of my comfort zone what i feel comfortable doing for the sake of better provision for my family for the sake of doing well with the work i'm doing and isn't that true we're willing to do that so often Um, but then when it comes to the home sometimes when we have that you know comfortability of praying with our wife or not we won't break through it or that Mm -hmm. comfortability of teaching the bible to our kids we won't Mm -hmm. break through that lack of comfort and even i mean there can be for moms they can struggle with different comfortabilities right like if it's a matter of um not necessarily being as proactive in the home or maybe even lazy and Mm -hmm. not being consistent with discipline like if they've created a habit of that breaking out of that comfort zone to do what they know they're supposed to do biblically can be hard. Yeah. So both men and women struggle with this, but in this podcast, we're gonna talk about the six main reasons why men struggle with being passive yeah. as dads yeah. and and as husbands um, and how the wives can really help. And it's really a difference of seeing longer term versus immediate. The immediate sense is just focusing on ourselves really. You know, let's, you know, do the kid thing, get them to bed, and then we can watch what's on Netflix. Yes, it's very narrow-minded. It's thinking specifically about, it's momentary thinking yeah. is kind of how we've described it. Um, self-gratification momentarily versus... I'm tired. You know, it's about me. It's about me being tired versus the right. kids getting something powerful from the dad. Right. Or even like thinking more long-term, which is the 
that actually what we're calling yeah. people to think is that actually what you do right now has an impact in five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 100 years from now. Yeah. And it's hard for people to pinpoint that, but it's not about the moment. Somebody it's about once, what you do regularly with all your moments. Someone once said, how you spend your days is how you spend your life. And uh, I think it's interesting with this concept because we could think, oh, it's just a day. But then a day becomes two days. It becomes a week of the same rhythm of not leading spiritually. Or, uh, you know, or maybe kind of leading kind of, sometimes. And then but it becomes a month out. and it becomes a year. And you're pretty right. certain where the time go. They're getting, they're graduating, they're getting married. We're all on our house. And you then, had good intentions, but good intentions don't reap. Right. So it's about today, actually. It's about today. We have to bring an importance to today. And that's rejecting passivity and leading in our God-given roles as husbands and fathers that are spiritual leaders in the home. Mm -hmm. Super, super important. Yeah. Uh, we'll dive into it. But real quick, just a quick update. Um, podcast is doing great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, The Parenting Mentor Program, uh, people are raving about it. So many legacies being impacted. It's really encouraging. It just hit me. Yeah. This is episode 52. Yeah. This is this episode super special because it marks a year. A year of podcasting. Yeah, we started a year ago. Wow. It just dawned on me. <laughs> yeah. That's really exciting, you guys, because we have had a vision for doing a podcast for a long time. Yeah. And so high five. Yeah. Didn't did miss a, a week. Year. Yeah. There we go. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, thanks for being along the journey with us. And if you're new to the journey, go back to some of those early ones. I mean, those were things that were like most pressing on our hearts for decades to talk about. Yeah. They actually are pretty incredible episodes. There's some they good really stuff. Are. There's yeah. some good stuff in there. God was really uh, prompting us to do some things that are cool there. Uh, also, uh, on iTunes, uh, if you give us just a tap, you can give us five stars. That really helps the movement and people seeing uh, the podcast out there and the written reviews. Mm -hmm. Incredible. We read every single one of them. Super encouraging. And uh, something with the Parenting Mentor Program that's new. Oh, yeah. You guys, so this is super exciting. And it's kind of fun that we're announcing. I'm just going to be saying this is the 52nd episode the whole time, <laughs> I think. But we now have an option for church groups to go through the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program, which is so exciting because we've had a few go through already. Yeah. Um, but we made it really easy for people in registration. So you can go to courageousparenting.com and just check that out. You get a discount, a greater discount based upon how many people are in your group. It's really cool. Yeah. And then if you have like a really large group, you can just reach out to Isaac and we will do something. With so you. new yeah. year, new behavior and new peace in your home, self-control. Yeah, and we have payment plan options. Yeah. That's the other thing that we were going to mention. No so interest. the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program has a no interest payment plan options as well. So those are two huge new things for the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program that we're continuing into 2020. Um, but one thing that I would just, I, I would love to ask is that if this podcast has ministered to you at all in any way this year, mm. and you haven't left a comment on itunes or done the five star tap would you please do that because that would really it wouldn't it be special if after our at the end of our first year we yeah. just got flooded with that, that would just be really that cool. would be cool that would uh, really help going through christmas and get exposure for the podcast so let's dive in why don't you hit number one honey okay so the number one reason why dads struggle with passivity is that we are descendants of adam and eve yeah you often call it the Adam and Eve complex. Yep. 
I think it's a complex it's a, yeah. or a disorder of sorts because it's human nature and we are actually called to choose to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh, but it's something that we constantly are are tempted with, right? Yeah. It's can, our flesh. And you can read this on your own uh, uh, in Genesis uh, 3, uh, very beginning of the Bible. Um, and you can read about this stuff. And But really what happens is, you know, Adam was passive and he, and that brought sin into the world. And then what, what did Eve do? Well, yeah, I mean, she gave her husband she was the forbidden fruit. She was leading. In, right. You know. And part of it was that there was a competitive nature that was there. Like Isaac said, I mean, this is a huge, huge topic is the Adam and Eve complex. We'll have to do that for another podcast, yeah, and that one will be will. awesome. But this, we have to realize that ever since then, men have struggled to lead. I mean, think about all of the different testimonies throughout the Old Testament. I mm. love that the Bible's called the Old Testament and the New Testament, because they're testimonies of God's people. And all throughout the Testaments, you see testimonies of, of humans who were not perfect, learning, struggling with many of the same issues that married couples struggle with today. Yeah. Women struggle. Like, I just think of, here's an example. Sarah, trying to take it into her own hands because she wasn't getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then she brings her maidservant, Hagar, to Abraham, right? Like she, she's leading him there. And, and obviously then Abraham's now, okay. Yeah, right. Just going along with it. Being passive, mm -hmm. right? I mean, how many, we have so many different now, examples I, that we could this use. This isn't a man scripture. bashing episode. There's many examples where men are not passive, but you know what? A lot of times uh, where men are not passive is when they're doing their thing, you know, outside of the family. And when they become passive, a lot of times is inside the family. Right. And why is it when we pull up to our house and we just, we might have just had an incredible talk we gave. We might have had an incredible conversation with someone that influenced mm -hmm. them at work. We might have gone the extra mile to uh, teach somebody something. And then we get home and we're like a vegetable. Why does that happen to us? You know? I don't know. And so it doesn't happen to everybody. I get that. And I, but I'll tell you, it's happened to me before. Um, mm -hmm. And I have to fight that inside. I can feel it sometimes where it's like, okay, now is where it really matters. And so sometimes I sit in my car for a while and we encourage you guys to do that sometimes is like mm -hmm. that transition time of going in the home. Like, okay, how can I lead? Try mm -hmm. and think of ways you can influence positively and yeah. help your wife and be an influence on the kids while you're there. So what Isaac's actually talking about is something that we've recommended to many couples when we've done marriage counseling as far as transitioning from um, who's the head spiritual leader in the home at the time when the husband comes home from work and the wife has to do that manual shift, right? Yeah. And eventually, if you practice enough, it'll become automatic. But you actually have to make a choice. I know that I have had to make the choice to step back and to even be quiet at times and wait. Mm. And um, part of that shift was when Isaac and I communicated because I noticed he would come home and he would sit in the car for a few minutes. And mm. I don't know about you, wives, if this has ever happened, but... I'll be frustrated. Like there have been times where I've been looking out the window. I'm like knocking on the window, like get in here. Like mm -hmm. we need you. The kids are all excited that dad's home. It's been a long day maybe for mom or maybe mom had sick kids or maybe I'm not feeling well, right? Because I was pregnant and puking, different mm -hmm. things going on. And there were many times where I was like, why is he sitting out in the car? And I would think the worst thing. I would mm -hmm. think, how selfish. I need his help and he's sitting out there. And I'm sharing this ugly side of myself with you because maybe you have struggled with some of these things yourself. I know I did. And it wasn't until 
Isaac and I had to, on a date night, have a conversation about how God had wired him differently and wired me differently. And I was able to share my needs with him. He was able to share his needs with me. Mm -hmm. And we communicated, okay, so when you get home, you can have five to 15 minutes to sit in the car. I'm not going to bother you. But but you were like, and I will commit to using that time Mm -hmm. profitably for the shift of me being the leader in the home. It wasn't going to be a time where you were scrolling through Instagram or anything like that. The thing I would do in the car is I would sometimes just sit there quiet because Mm -hmm. I've been talking all day. I'm introverted um, and get ready. Sometimes I'd pray. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I would think about, you know, just shifting my brain. Yep. It was super, super helpful for us to communicate about that and for him to know that he had that, that that was special. I was, I was empowering him to do what was needed for him in order to be able to be on as a dad. Here's another thing that we want to talk about. The reason number one, Adam and Eve, we want to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. It says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave and strong. Let all that you do be done with love. And so... This particular passage of scripture is telling us that we need to we need to be watchful for those times when maybe like the guys are going to be watchful for when they are having a hard time with being passive. Yeah. Right? And wives, you're part you're a partner with your spouse. You guys are one. <clears throat> be watchful. Is there a time to be standing fast in the faith and being brave and being strong? And part of that is like Okay, being brave means being willing to step back as a wife sometimes yeah. and let him lead. Well, we're talking about marriage lead. dynamics was the second point here. And it's so important to understand the dynamics of your marriage, the strengths and the weaknesses and how you're different, which is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And we can become so frustrated with our differences where God actually made you different on purpose if we would just work together. Mm-hmm. We would just communicate together mm-hmm. and we make up for our differences and we are to become one. Mm-hmm. But that beautiful picture doesn't actually happen without great communication and purposefulness. Mm-hmm. And so we as husbands um, need to be proactive dads. We need to get the intel from our wives maybe mm-hmm. and go handle unique situations and then go to scripture and handle it with our son with a verse. Mm-hmm. We need to, if we couldn't lead Bible time in the morning, we're leading it at dinner time. And we're mm-hmm. saying a scripture and we're praying, not just a canned prayer that's the same every time, but authentic prayer in the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So one of the verses that we wanted to share with you guys is in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. And it says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore... Just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Um, and then we're going to read also in First um, Peter chapter 3. Let me just flip to it. While here. you're getting there, sometimes it can feel like, um, well, my husband doesn't deserve um, me to be submissive to him or... Well, it, he, you know, he he doesn't want to lead or or he doesn't read his Bible or these kinds of things. And yeah. what would you say to that, honey? Well, the Bible actually, it says to honor your mother and father as well. And it doesn't say to honor them if they deserve it. The Bible doesn't say to submit to your husbands if they deserve it. 
Um, and we're not talking about like in there, I get that there are rare circumstances where maybe a husband might even be potentially leading his wife and his family into sin. That's not what we're talking about here. What mm. we're talking about is letting them lead spiritually and yeah. letting them try and giving them the grace and the opportunities and empowering them and respecting them in front of the kids so that they have the confidence to actually do what they're called to do. And I think that there is an element where women need to realize that if we are discontent, our husbands can tell. Mm-hmm. And our lack of contentment or discontentment has probably the most magnificent impact Mm -hmm. on whether a man is going to be confident enough in leading, right? Yeah. Because if he senses that he's not good enough, he doesn't know enough of the Bible, he can't pray as good as her, whatever it is, then like clearly his self-esteem or confidence is down in the dumps, right? And so... And why would a man feel that way? Potentially because of his own needing to take his own thoughts captive, needing to take other thoughts captive that maybe he heard, but also potentially because of maybe how the wife made him feel. So I think it's important that you say a really good point. How wives make the husband feel is a big deal. And sometimes it's counterintuitive. Like you think you're helping Mm -hmm. when you're praying and, you know, you're doing these things, but... And maybe your husband hasn't been, but maybe he would if you kind of sit back a little bit. Maybe you would if you encouraged him. Maybe you would mm-hmm. if you gave him time to read the scriptures and encourage that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think, guys, you don't realize how powerful your influence is. And I just want to tell you that, you know, your wife could listen to mm-hmm. 10 podcasts during the day while you're working. They could um, be more versed in the Bible potentially than you. Um but if you read two sentences and talk about it for 10 minutes with your kids or your wife, it's more powerful than listening to 10 podcasts of theologians and great pastors mm-hmm. and, you know, all this stuff. So you have to believe that. You have to really, really believe that it is more powerful. Because why is it more powerful? Because God put you in the role you're in on purpose and he made you the pastor of your family, nobody else. And so every word that comes out of your mouth, mm-hmm. simply way more powerful, way more influential to your kids and your wife. Mm-hmm. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will has some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. 
This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. So the thing that's interesting about this conversation is that a lot of wives might be thinking, oh, wait, so I need to just be quiet and not pray at family Bible time, or I I don't share, right? They might be thinking that. Sure. And I will say that that's, first of all, that's not what we're saying, mm. right? There are many times where um, the Holy Spirit moves and you, you, he may prompt you to share something mm. and it can be very edifying. Oh, yeah. But you as a wife are one with your husband. And if you're one with him, you can watch his countenance when you're engaging in the conversation regarding the Bible and just see if it's if it's actually building them up. If you guys are like as iron sharpens iron, building one another up. And if you're not, then there's some deeper rooted stuff that actually needs to be dealt with in your marriage. Yeah. That's what I really think. Because you should be able to both share from the word or both pray and there not be anything weird there. But sometimes when a guy has been put down or he's not been built up or he's mm-hmm. not confident that what he's doing is good enough in your eyes he'll feel intimidated if he feels like you're adding your two cents because mm-hmm. he hasn't done enough. And so it's it's all about like, don't interrupt. That's a huge thing. Like, don't interrupt your husband. Show respect. Um, be willing to just be quiet sometimes and realize- Help with the kids. Help the kids be quiet and focused yes. and paying attention. Yeah. And there's so many aspects to this where it's like, y- you should- okay. So one thing that was super convicting to me is to realize that the wife is the help meet, the helper of the husband, mm-hmm. not vice versa in scripture. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you don't help me. You help me all the time. Mm-hmm. You take care of me. Mm-hmm. There's so many aspects where we're helping one another. We're a team. But if wives have a biblical perspective of their role, it changes everything. Right. Because then in the moments when your husband is leading something, you shift into gear of helping him to be able to lead in the perspective of helping him to be able to lead versus helping him with leading. Do you see how that's different? Helping him be able to lead versus helping him with leading. Mm -hmm. Think about that for just a second. It, it's like the difference between two people standing up together mm-hmm. at a conference, speaking back and forth, that's leading together yeah. versus helping him lead by helping with the kids, keeping them quiet. If he needs something, oh, that dry erase pen is dead. I'm going to go get one. Yeah. Um, you, you could think of a million different ways. But I just think that it's important that we ask ourselves the hard questions of, am I coming on maybe competitive because of my Eve complex mm-hmm. and I'm interrupting and I'm interjecting too much. And just because you could say it better, know it more and bring more to it 
doesn't mean you should if it's going to discourage your husband or discourage your sons from in this can i just say something i think that one of the biggest things for me is that i have two daughters and i have six sons mm. and so i think to myself if i am to be domineering and i'm leading the family bible time let's just put that out there are my boys learning what their role is supposed to look like as a dad one day Mm-mm. no but if i'm cooperating and partnering with my husband and he's leading family Bible time, are my sons learning what it looks like and envisioning themselves being a biblical dad that's leading their family one day? And are the daughters learning how to be a wife that encourages their future husband to be a spiritual leader? Right. Now, some people are probably thinking, but Angie, my husband doesn't lead. My husband Mm. does not read his Bible, which is the next reason. So we've talked about being descendants of Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. We've talked about marriage dynamics. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to talk about how they don't read the Bible necessarily. Yeah, the Bible can be intimidating. It's a first of all, it's kind of a chunky book. It's you know sometimes uh, if we're not used to being in it, uh, where do I start? Things like that. Um, if, you know, if someone's beyond that, then they might like, they really love the book of James if they're an action oriented guy like me, uh, <laughs> or in the, the gospel of John, you know, these kinds of things, they might've picked a, a few books that you like. Um, you know, I would encourage you just to consistently read the word. And if in doubt, if you don't know where to go, go to the book of John, go to the book of James I'll give you another idea. And if you're teaching, you don't know what to teach, go to Proverbs. And it's wisdom literature. It's awesome. And it's easy to talk about. You can do it in one month. It's so cool. And <laughs> it doesn't take, there, there's no excuse for not having much time. You could do it in five or 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and, and then once you get momentum going, I would encourage you to pick a book of the Bible to slowly go through with your family. And then you don't have to figure out what you're going to read. You mm-hmm. always know where you're at next. And, uh, and that's really important. But yeah, you really, you, you've got to, if you don't read the Bible, how can you teach something in the Bible? Now, you don't have to be a, a pa- when I say you're the pastor of your home, it's not like the pastor of your church is when, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you have spiritual authority in your home and you don't have to develop a whole sermon. That's not what we're talking about. Mm-mm. We're talking about a little piece of scripture and share a little bit about it. You may not even see the impact your kid it has on your kids but it has a massive impact it's true and hebrews 4:12 says for the word of god is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing mm, even that. to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Yeah. Guys, this is the core of parenting yeah. is being able to discern thoughts and the intents of the heart and be yeah. able to disciple our kids and discipline our kids and so bring them you, up in the If you want more peace in your home, if you want more obedience, if your wife is saying, I just can't figure out mm-hmm. how to do this, then you need to to bring the sword of the spirit that that does this. That it's a spiritual tool. It is God's word. And, and it actually and it, doesn't require you to do anything. Can yeah. I just say, I think Amen. that a lot of people go, this is intimidating. Mm-hmm. I don't read the Bible. Okay, so yes, Isaac's right. Read the Bible. But also, do you realize that if you open this and you just read this, God <laughs> is the one 
who oh, yeah. is going to bring the word. And so it doesn't require you to be a modern day theologian in order to disciple your family. And on this topic of men mm. not having time to read their Bible, yeah. I want to give the wives, the moms, a recommendation of yeah. how they can actually help their husbands with this. Because this is, I would say this is probably a huge, like if it's 70% of the problem probably mm. is mm-hmm. that guys are like, oh, I can't teach my kids the Bible because I don't even read it, Yeah, right? Like that, those two probably go hand in hand. So women, if you want your hand, your husbands to be the spiritual leaders that are reading the Bible to your kids, raise your hand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you making time for your husband to be able to do that? Or are you filling the time that he has when he is home from work with all kinds of other things to where he literally doesn't have the time yeah. to sit and read the word and to be filled up so that when he's teaching his kids and discipling them, it's out of the overflow of his walk with God. So good. And I just opened, I just flipped the Proverbs and uh it's uh, proverbs 8 appears right here and um 1 8 sorry my son hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck and literally you could read that and then say so kids your life will go well if you listen to your parents mm-hmm. if it's you literally just did that i just did something that's edifying to my family Mm-hmm. That's literally how simple it can be. And it's helping to reiterate kids having respect for the authority in the home. And if right? they don't have a th- lot of people struggle with that, they're like, yeah. oh, my kids don't respect us. And remember, right? if they don't have authority for you, uh, they're going to have a hard time obeying mm-hmm. God's authority. Mm-hmm. So it's super, super important. Yeah. So, Isaac, another yeah. reason why men struggle with passivity is that they say, this is a big deal, they say, I haven't seen it modeled. And, you know, they weren't raised in a Christian home. They didn't have a Christian dad. Stop it. <laughs> no, you mean just stop it stop right it. now. Stop it. No, it's true because you stop have that. you have the opportunity to leave a new legacy. Yeah. I'm, I just, you know, you if you make excuses, you get to keep them. You might have heard that quote before. Um, whatever your excuse is, you get to keep that reality in your life. And you're, you're basically going to replicate a legacy like you had. Mm-hmm. And if it, assuming that it was a model for you, right? So it wasn't great. So you don't want that, right? So you have to create a new legacy. So you really have to do it. It's kind of like, okay, I want to move up in my career. I want to start this business. You find, you work hard and you make a, a commitment to do it and persevere through challenges and you do it. Mm-hmm. Well, why are we passive in the home? Why don't we make commitments towards our legacy? Why aren't we thinking intricately about our legacy like we would a business plan? So too often we do well in the business world or in a work world, but then we shelf it and then we come into the home and we're like, you know, goofy dads that might wrestle with our kids, but wrestling with your kids does nothing for the, their the more for their salvation <laughs> and the salvation of your future grandkids. So, and on and on and on. So in, in impact in the world for the kingdom of God. So what is the purpose of parenting is, it's the gospel. It's that people come to know God. It's a great commission. It's a great commission. And so you have to you have to be purposeful and we can't use excuses. I haven't seen it modeled. Well, I haven't seen it modeled either. Okay? And most guys haven't seen it modeled. Mm-hmm. If you want a new legacy, you're going to do things that are new. Right. So here's a couple of our recommendations for how you can help with this. So there's a few scenarios first. Maybe you and your spouse both have not come from Christian homes and neither of you have seen it modeled. Maybe one of you had a strong model 
and the other did not. Mm. It actually doesn't matter because you guys are now one and you are beginning a new legacy. And so in order for this to go well, there's a few things you can do. One is you can seek out a spiritual segregate mother or father in a mentor, yeah. right? I mean, the Bible says the Titus two men and women are to teach the younger. However, it's not absolutely Listen to the previous necessary. podcast episode on that. We won't go deep into that. Yeah. But as far as leaving a new legacy goes, that's not even like required. Like if you can't find that, keep praying about it. But mm-hmm. actually... Okay, can I just say some people out there, Isaac, are not entrepreneurs, so they're listening to you and you're like, oh, we're making a business plan and you're you're fulfilling it. But but like an electrician, they ha- probably have a manual, mm-hmm. a book, yeah. and they just follow what it says. Right. We also, as parents, have, have a, a book. We have a manual. We have a guide for helping direct us in creating vision and mission and all the to-dos. It even has warnings. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become angry, right? Like this right here, everybody has the exact same Bible we have. So that means no one has an excuse. So what happens is the enemy is whispering in your ear in the the moments you start to feel courage to do something and you get passive and you don't do it and you go, I'm tired or whatever. You make your excuses and you just don't do it. But you know what? It's like working out. It hurts really, really bad when you work out a new muscle. Uh, but pretty soon your muscles kind of get used to it and they keep getting bigger and growing uh, and getting more fit. The more you do it, it's kind of same thing here. It's it's kind of painful in the beginning because you're trying to figure out what to do. It feels awkward, mm-hmm. uncomfortable. If you haven't prayed over your wife, husbands, uh, led your wife in prayer, um, then it's, it might be awkward at first, you know. But if you never start, then what's your marriage going to be like? Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't include God in your marriage, that's going to be a challenging mm-hmm. road. And if you don't include God in your parenting, that's going to be incredibly challenging because I don't think anybody can do it well without the Holy Spirit. No. And can I just say that that all of this requires humility? All of it. I mean, if we think that we are going to make wise decisions on our own without the guidance of the word, Mm. without the guidance of God, then we're prideful. If we think that we can do it, make good parenting decisions without God, we're prideful. And so it requires humility. And it's actually in the position, the humble heart posture of humility, where people go, I need to read the Bible because I don't know. Yeah. Right. And if you've never done that, if you haven't gotten to the place where you go, I don't know, and I need to seek the answer, then there might be some pride there. Here it says in James chapter four, it even says, chapter four, verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. And then it continues in verse 17. It says, therefore, to him who knows to do Mm -hmm. good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So can I just say something? If you're listening to our podcast, then you know that you are to lead your families in the Lord and you know that you're to be seeking God and reading his word and getting wisdom from here. So if you know that, and we just told you, and you're not doing that, to you, it's actually sin. And it's kind of like, oh, I've never seen exercise working out modeled. Uh, okay, but do you want to be healthy? And you can start learning. There's all kinds of ways to learn. For goodness sakes, we have podcasts we can listen to. We have YouTube. We have all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't even need any of that. But if you want it for self-assurance and to get examples 
how to teach things, you can do mm-hmm. that. You can get a nice Bible. One thing I want to give you a tip, man, uh, is get a good uh, either New King James or ESV Bible that has commentary. And don't wait for the perfect commentary because it doesn't exist. Those are man's words. That's where man's words are explaining what the scriptures say above. So, but uh, definitely get a nice big fat Bible. I think it's important. <laughs> so Philippians 3.17 says, Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. So this is the scripture that we wanted to share with you guys regarding like if you don't know what it looks like, find someone that you can follow actually. Yeah. And on if you're Christian, we should be able to say, "Hey brother, follow me. Let's do this together." Yeah. You absolutely. know what I mean? And so you need to be walking in community with other people who are doing this well. So we've talked about how we're descendants of Adam. That's an issue. We've talked about marriage dynamics potentially being an issue. We've talked about how men maybe aren't reading the Bible, how that's an issue. We've talked about not having seen it modeled right. Now we're going to talk a little bit about cultural resistance. So there's a lot of cultural resistance, uh, obviously outside of the church, but there also is inside of the church. Who are you in community with? Um, As you think about, guys, as you think about who you're spending time with that are other Christians in the Mm -hmm. church and friends from church and so forth, if those even exist, I know that challenge sometimes. Um, But do do they like talking about sports more or do they like talking about, you know, family, biblical truth, you know, things like that more? Doctrine. Doctrine. What they're reading. Is there ever conversations about how somebody, you know, tried something in doing family Bible time and you're able to ask questions or does that never come up? Uh, is there dynamics of, you know, how to be a better husband talked about amongst men? Um, do, is there accountability? Do people call each other out and in a loving way and, and encourage each other to be better husbands and mm-hmm. fathers and those kinds of things? See, there, there's, my bet is in, a, in many cases, some cases you have that in many cases you don't even in the church. And then you might have to evaluate what community you're in and really pray and look for a community where you can be sharpened. Maybe that is the right community, but you've not been transparent or diligent or proactive enough to build those friendships with the right people at your church. And you could do that. And so you should be praying for that. And wives, you should be praying for your husbands to meet those people and even encourage it by making friends with Mm -hmm. wives who have husbands who are worthy in that manner. Mm -hmm. I would say another issue that's a cultural resistance issue is just comparing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Maybe you hear a man pray, another one of your brothers in Christ pray, and you're like, man, he is eloquent at yeah. praying, and I'm not as good as him. So then you are you you struggle in your confidence, and then you don't practice prayer, yeah, right? You don't grow in the spiritual gifting and the the ability to connect with the Lord in that way. I know the Pharisees were super good at praying. I mean, they would pray out in the marketplace, and they were eloquent and. Uh, they could do it really long and fancy. And the Bible says... Long and fancy. <laughs> the, the Bible says... This was encouraging to me back in early days. I'd read about it and I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to be... I'm not saying everybody that prays really was a Pharisee. That's not what I'm saying. But what <laughs> no. it did, what did encourage me, though, is just go, oh, it's literally talking to God. And I can be myself and I can just talk to God. I can uh, petition him for things. I can praise him for how amazing he is and all that he's doing. I can ask him for protection over my family. I can ask him for wisdom. I can just pray scripture that I just read. I can Mm -hmm. read it and pray. Um, And I can just be silent 
and then let the spirit prompt something to come to me. And you're like, whoa, that was really cool. I've never had that happen before. The spirit mm -hmm. just prompted me to do something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're not patient enough in prayer. And you know what? There's no equation. I remember looking for the perfect book that taught you how to pray when I was a newer dad. And there is no perfect book on, I know you have some prayer books you like, <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's, there aren't any actual good prayer books out there. You know, what's a good prayer book? The Bible. And reading scriptures and being around, you know, it's good to pray, pray, just pray. And God will teach you how to pray. That's, mm -hmm. that's the key. And mm -hmm. there's some modeling in the, in the Bible and be around other people yeah. that pray. So that was just one example was prayer, but it could be any aspect yeah. of connecting with God, right? Like worship. Yeah. Worship could be one where maybe you're like, I just, I'm not, I don't have a good voice. And then you don't sing. You hear my voice? My voice is not very good in the singing realm. <laughs> I don't, I, I have very little, I have very few gifts, actually. No, you're very gifted. Well, that's, of course, you're supposed to say that you're my wife. <laughs> but if you had in the number of gifts, it's very limited. <laughs> no, you're so funny. <laughs> we all have a different perspective, actually. Yeah. Isaac, sharing that with you is just giving you an insight into how, don't we all think that way about ourselves? Yeah. Right? And so the reality, though, is that there is a cultural resistance towards men being empowered and equipped yeah. and even discipled. Mm -hmm. which is potentially an issue for them feeling prepared to be able to lead their families, yeah. right? Because the opposite is happening in the culture regarding women. There's all kinds of Bible studies. There's mentoring programs you can sign up for. Mm -hmm. um, there's, If you're a stay-at-home mom, you can be listening to podcasts during the day. Yeah. There's all kinds of ways for women to be equipped, but then men, there's less opportunity for that. How I, I mean... Honestly, like if they had the same amount of time as their wives, they could be taking advantage of some of the same things. Mm -hmm. But you don't see like, hey, men, sign up for this mentoring program. We're going to connect you with an older guy. You don't see that kind of thing happening at churches. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's a need within the culture mm -hmm. for older men to rise up, to invest in the younger men, yeah. to build their younger brothers in Christ to empower them, equip them, disciple them. I'll say that you mentioned it a couple times, but that was critical for me to get, get a godly man that was older than me, been down the road, and to mentor me. That was mm -hmm. really, really a neat mm -hmm. thing. But don't, but that's not an excuse because you don't have one. It's not an excuse not to lead. I mm -hmm. hesitate to even say it. You should just do it anyways. Yep. So um, it's super important, and there is no perfect way to do things. Just, just start leading. You know, if you haven't been leading, if you've been passive. And you've been embracing passivity and you don't even realize it. And you're like, oh, Isaac, that hurts. Because in the rest of my life, the way people look at me, they don't look at me as mm -hmm. passive at all. But really, as I think about it, I have been passive in my own when it comes to spiritual things. If that's you, you need to reject passivity. And that's going to, you're going to quiet the whispers of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And you're going to embrace the God-given role for you. You're going to step into it. And the, and the first time you do something, your wife is just going to smile with delight inside. She's going to be so excited. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a whole new path for your legacy that's unbelievable. You know, I, when I'm thinking about the culture, there's another element to this too. And it's, it's everywhere in the world, actually. Mm. It's a world cultural thing. And mm. that is selfishness because it's at the heart of the yeah. human condition. And this selfishness is everybody for themselves. I want to exercise my spiritual gift. Mm -hmm. Now, if this happens between a husband and a wife, for example, and the wife is concerned about exercising her spiritual gift, 
And the husband's concerned about exercising his. There's this competitiveness there. And that is not biblical. It is ugly. It's a quiet, competitive spirit. And uh, the gifts are meant to edify the body. You have the body of Christ, the church, but your home should be mimic mm-hmm. the body of Christ. Right. And um, it's it's so important. It's but so doesn't important God together. call us all to selflessness? Mm-hmm. I think that's like the foundation of the point that I'm trying to make is if God calls us all to selflessness, our perspective would then change from how can I exercise my gift thinking this is my way. Yeah. We would change to what would bring God most glory? How can I edify and encourage my brothers in Christ? How can I edify and encourage my sisters in Christ? And one way, honestly, is to encourage the sisters in Christ by living biblically, Mm -hmm. right? Being a good biblical model of a faithful woman so that they can follow you. Mm -hmm. But then also encouraging your brothers in Christ. Like if we want our kids, think about a family right now where it's got boys and girls brothers and sisters. You've got sisters who are potentially bossy, domineering. We've experienced some of this in our family mm-hmm. to where we've had to say, hey, you have an opportunity to speak life into your brother, to equip them and prepare them and encourage them and help grow their self-esteem so that they can be a stronger man, so that they can lead their families one day, yeah. right? Imagine if every girl in the body of Christ, every woman in the body of Christ saw that as a mission with their brothers in Christ, mm-hmm. to encourage them and to call them up, to rise them up, to help them to take their position that God has for them biblically. Amen. It would be an incredible. And the final point is God's role and man's role. Um, God has his role, right? He has his role in that there's a miraculous thing called salvation. And uh, he talks, and then we get the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing, and it's not works based. There's nothing you can do for salvation. The faith, we gotta have faith, but it's a miracle thing that God does. And but that does that mean when a kid accepts the Lord, that we can let our guard down and we can stop discipling them and stop encouraging them? I just caution you, because sometimes the way things are talked about in the church can let parents kind of let their guard down and think, oh, my oh, kids are saved. They've been baptized. They've or... been baptized. They've been saved. Yeah. God's God is grip on him, and so we're yeah. good. And you're failing to understand that you still have a responsibility as a parent for spiritual discipleship of your kids, even when they accept the Lord. In fact, God's word has guidelines. Yeah. yeah, I mean, God's word has guidelines for parents on how they should be parenting biblically. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know what that is, and you need leadership and guidance in that we have the courageous parenting mentor program where we go over the biblical yeah. parenting model and hey by the way i thank you for reading the scriptures today you could tell my throat was going couldn't you yeah. i if you guys could pray for me i am uh dealing with something that's ongoing for a month now i don't mm-hmm. know what it is but I... it usually comes back right about before he has to preach on sundays <laughs> and uh <laughs> sometimes before the almost parenting lost my class. voice here my voice is off but i hope this podcast mm-hmm. was edifying to you guys uh, thanks for joining us See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. 
It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.